Yo, what is going on, everyone? It's your boy Cole, and today is Monday, August 14th, and it's a couple days before school started, so that means it's one, one thing and one thing only, our NFL preseason predictions pod. I believe this will be the third or fourth year in a row that we're doing, and I'm joined with my right-hand man, Joe Lukancic. Joe, how are we feeling on this fine evening? Doing pretty good. Uh, school doesn't start for another two weeks for me. I still got uh, base, MLB, baseball going on. Cubs are hot. And then the Bears, pretty exciting season coming up here. So, I mean, what, what, could, be, what, could, what could go better? I mean, come on. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be at that wild card game. We're going to be on the basket. We're going to be having a great time. It's going to be great. You bet your sweet ass we are. So we're going to be going through all 32 NFL teams, giving our record predictions, a little bit of insight on uh, some key aspects. Uh, we're going to go over all, all of our award picks. And then finally, at the end, we're going to go over our NFC championship, AFC championship, and then finally our Super Bowl pick. Now, I'm sure the listeners just love to hear that in 2021, I did get the Super Bowl correct. So 2022, I took a break off. I said, I said, Cowboys, Bills. It was not Cowboys, Bills. It was Chiefs, Eagles. So we're looking to bounce back and uh, hopefully we do so. But that'll be at the end of the episode. So we're going to kick things off in the AFC in the AFC North. We're going to go fourth place all the way through first. So with my fourth place finisher in the AFC North, I saw TikTok. This team has not done it in 30-something-odd years. Jeez. But it's, it's, it's made to be broken. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are going to get last place in the AFC North. Kenny Pickett's just not a good quarterback. He throws with a glove. I think the defense is spectacular. Cam Hayward is getting older. And TJ Watt, I mean, obviously in his prime, has had some injury concerns in recent years, though. Also, you know, one year older. Najee Harris, one year separated from the foot injury, could be decent. Wide receiver room, you lost Chase Claypool in the middle of last year. You added Allen Robinson. I see that as pretty much nothing. That's nothing there. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, decent. Pat Fryer was decent. They added Broderick Jones and Isaac Suamalo to the offensive line, decent. Really, the, it's, a, it's a decent skill position, good defense, bad quarterback. And I think that just that's a recipe for a very mediocre season. Therefore, I have them going eight and nine. And they also the AFC North, the first division we're going over. I think it is the toughest division in football. The Steelers very well could go one and five, zero oh and six in division play. This is a tough, tough division. A lot of ground and pound. A lot of good defenses. I just think the Steelers on paper have the weakest roster. I know there's that tradition. There's that Steeler history. Mike Tomlin always gets above five hundred. But records are meant to be broken, and I think this is the year that it does. Steelers, 8-9, and nine, and in the last place. Be quite honest there, Paul. That's pretty brutal. So, no, it is not. Um, coming in last, I will say I agree with the division. Yeah, this is a pretty tough division. Uh, for me, though, the Browns, they just seem to never get over the hump. And I, I'm a fan of Stefanski, but I just don't think he's the right coach for this situation. They had some nice ads in the offseason. Elijah Moore. Um, Zadarius Smith, and on top of it, I think, yeah, they drafted Cedric Tillman, who a lot of people are high on, of course, Josh Dobbs. I mean, but for the most part with them, I mean, losing Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubbs has, sh- has shown he can be a very, very good runner, but in the past game, he hasn't amounted to much yet. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Of course, this is Watson's first full year back from his suspension. I have them at eight and nine. Very mid-year going in their division. I have them going one and five. Now, there's one thing I disagree with you heavy about the Steelers is they usually do pretty well in their division. Uh, but the Browns, 
there's a lot of really good teams in their division. I have them going one and five, which if they're, able, if they're able to do a little bit better than that in the division, then maybe you're talking 10 and seven and you might be able to snag a wild card spot. Um, but I just, this team is the definition of mid to me. And especially in that division, it's just not going to cut it. Um, yeah, the Browns, I mean, I feel like this is a two horse race in the AFC North between the Ravens and Bengals. I have the Browns coming in third. At 10 and 7. I actually do have them slipping into the wild card spot, though. Um, yeah, this team, this team, you said they're average, and I don't think they're unbelievable by any means. I think they're a little bit above average, uh, and henceforth, that's why I have them going 10 and 7. Gotcha. Deshaun Watson is a top, I don't, I don't want to go top five, that's a little bold, but top 10 feels a little, little lenient. I'm going to go top seven, top eight quarterback his best, and I think he is going to be at his best this year. Uh, the thing that worries me, though, is I don't know how good of a passer he's going to be late in the year. Now, he was always playing in Houston, which is a warm-weather city, and it's also in a dome. Um, Cleveland, dude, I mean, I, I love bringing this up, but every time it's, uh, you know, week like 12 and beyond December, January time, you're going to have to ground and pound. But they can do that. They have Nick Chubb, so I'm not really worried about the offense. The pass rush are solid. You said they added Zadari Smith. Obviously, they have Miles Garrett as well. Um, they have Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, a pretty good uh, cornerback tandem there. And then Grant Delpit is their safety, who's pretty solid. I like this team. It's very well-rounded. Um, there's really, like, not a huge weakness anywhere, but they don't really have these unbelievable superstars. Really, it's just Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb. And then I, if you want to consider Watson, I don't really want to. I had him at, like, 12 on my quarterbacks list with Dylan Bud. Shout out, Dylan. <laughs> um yeah, I think they're just a they're a good team. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just good. They're ten and seven. They're getting the three seeds. Um, this might shock some people, even shock myself, because usually I have this team doing pretty well every year. And this year I was going through the schedule and I just didn't have the same feeling. Going you were through. going through the schedule and you're thinking, How can I make up a lie to get the Steelers into the play? No, 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 no. It's just for this year I have the Ravens, also the same record as the Browns, eight and nine. They did elevate the pass game. They got OBJ and Zay Flowers in the draft, two very, very good wide receivers. And you have that on top of Bateman and Aguilar and then Duvernay. So that's five. I mean, we won't say the other two, but that's three quality wide receivers right there. Of course, Mark Andrews and Isaiah likely kind of shined last year when Mark Andrews was out. Was out. And Lamar, of course, coming back healthy. Hopefully, If he could stay healthy – Sky's the limit, but his team always has the always will. But I just think I, – I don't know. I just think the elevation of the passing game, them adding receivers, I feel like they're kind of forced to pass the ball. They do – they did uh, – who's their new offensive coordinator? In Baltimore? Yeah, wasn't the Georgia guy? It was Greg Roman last year. Did they fire him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do not know them. Um, yeah, they hired from Georgia, Todd Munkin. Um, mm, yeah. So I feel like they are almost pressured into passing the ball now because, oh, man, Lamar can run. We know Lamar can run. Lamar, I'm a, I believe in Lamar passing the football, too. That's why, in my opinion, he's debatably a top-five quarterback in the league. However, just with this team's history with injuries, I just see this as kind of a step-back year. And I was gunning for um, John Harbaugh's head last year. I think this is his last year with the team it just wow. they cannot get past the like the first round of the playoffs and if they do like this team has super bowl talent 
and they just can't find a way to do it. So they thought it was the offensive corner. Sure, maybe that's what Dallas is trying to do. Dallas sucks anyways. We'll get into that later. But everybody's trying to spice some things up here. I don't think it works for the Ravens. I think they go eight and nine this year and finish and tied wow. for last. Um, I, I do not like that pick at all. And you'll see why, because my second place team is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, another wild card. Usually like they, this as well. They get a record of 12 and five. Now, Joe Burrow is listed as questionable. No, Joe, I don't think it's going to be a uh, career ending injury. Like you thought his <laughs> previous one was, he was running around at practice. He's fine. But I don't think he's going to be, you know, 100% to go for week one. I do think he plays week one just because he's a competitor. But that doesn't mean he's going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to be running the ball much. Maybe he's not – maybe he's going to take a sack. Maybe he's going to throw a ball away that he wouldn't normally do. Um, that might account for, you know, some early season L's. But I think they pick it back up just like they did last year. I mean, they were like, I think, 3-4, three 3-3, and four, three and three, and then they finished 12-4 and four or 11-5. and five. They were really, really good. Um I like that Joe Mixon took a pay cut. You want guys that want to be there. That's awesome to see, um, especially with the running back market right now. Everyone's complaining. Joe Mixon, um, you know, he wants to win a ring. And that respect to him for that. Obviously, we know the receiver room. They brought in Orlando Brown. They lost Jesse Bates. So uh, something else that I didn't like with the Bengals, uh, they had a late first-round pick, obviously. They went to the AFC Championship. They took Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Now, I like Miles Murphy. But he just wasn't the pick for them. They have Sam Hummard and Trey Hendrickson already. They could have taken a running back. They could have taken a defensive back, and that would have filled a bigger hole. They didn't They didn't need an extra edge rusher. They already had Hubbard and Hendrickson. So I'm not necessarily a fan of that. We all know my opinions on Zach Taylor. I think he was just gifted a good roster, and he got really lucky. Oh, great. Um, I, I think the Bengals, you know, they're 12-5. and five. That's a great season. I just can't see them dominating this division. They've already won it two years in a row. I I think two years in a row. I don't. I can't see them repeating that. That's why I got them getting the two seed in this division at twelve and five. Um, coming in at the two seed for me is the Steelers at eleven and six. I know everybody knows Steelers. Oh, Joe's gonna just ride the Steelers. It's different this year. All right. <laughs> so starting. All right. You add. You add Roger Jones. A great, must-needed offensive lineman. On top of it, you have Kenny Pickett entering in year two, George Pickens, and then they added in the draft Darnell Washington, who I think could end up – I mean, having him in Friermuth is just going to be ridiculous. He's just like a run blocker, I feel like. He's just a big But dude. he could still, I mean, catch the ball. Like, it's – I mean, it, it's still, I, I feel like, very impressive what he's <laughs> been able – I've just been watching some things in camp. I like where it's headed. So, for the Steelers last year, Pickett had a rough start. Uh, did he st- – no, Mitch started right away. It was kind of yeah. an injury back and forth basis. They finished 9-8 and eight last year. I believe I, – I think they finished 7-2 and two last year. In their last nine, yeah. Yeah, so he, he was starting to pick up on how to play football in a Pittsburgh Steelers organization. And that's where I feel – just the the Pickett Pickens connection is going to be great. I kind of wish they never got rid of Claypool because, I mean, Johnson, Pickens, Robinson, and Claypool on top of Fryermuth and Washington. That I mean, he's got some serious weapons over there. And then Najee Harris kind of had a rough season last year, but I expect him to bounce back with the O line improving in the offseason. And then Patrick Peterson on the defense. Everybody's like, oh, he's washed. Well, a guy like that falling into a culture like the Steelers. I just feel like only on like a one year deal too. I feel like. He's got, I mean, he's got a little left in the tank. I, I feel like that's going to be a great pick for them. 
So I have them at 11-6. Joey Porter from uh, Penn State also uh, played corner. So I think that's great that they got Patrick Peterson to kind of mentor him for the season. But, yeah, this team's never finished under 500 in the last, what, I think it's 16, 17 years or under Mike Tomlin. And that's where I know Cole, Cole's kind of doing what I'm doing in the past, like the Ravens. Like, I always love the Ravens. I'm always hoping out for the Ravens. But – I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it this year. I just I'm I'm sick and tired of being Ravens, 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 and the Ravens keep that. That's why in the division I have the Steelers and Ravens both three and three in their division. That seems like usually how it goes in the past few years, but who knows? So at Steelers eleven and six. Um. So obviously, with that being said, we know that I have Baltimore being my top team in the AFC North. Coming in with a record of 13-4, and four. I think it's going to be a very close race between them and Cincinnati. It could come down to the wire. Um, you guys are going to start to hear a theme during this podcast. I like defense. And the Baltimore Ravens, I'm going to go out there and say it. They might have the best defense in the entire league. Specifically, their secondary, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams, Rock Yassin, that's a sick name. Their linebacker core, they got a sick duo with Patrick Queen and Roquan. I have to admit, their pass rushers aren't the best. Um, they have Odafe Owe, who's decent, and then Justin Matabuke. He's okay. Michael Pierce as their nose tackle. Um, I like, obviously, Lamar Jackson. He got hurt two years in a row. With them bringing in their... Can't see... I feel like they're going to use him differently. They're going to realize that, oh, Lamar had two straight years of injuries. They're maybe not going to have him use him in as many design run plays. He's going to throw the ball a little more. I think he plays all 17, fingers crossed. You know, you never want to hope for an injury. I think he puts together a great season, wins the AFC North, and I love Zay Flowers. Um, I was listening back to last year's podcast. We did a lot of the uh, offensive and defensive MVPs. The easy offensive MVP here would be Lamar or Mark Andrews, but a kind of a sneaky one I think is going to be Zay Flowers. Now, the one thing that hold, that's holding him back I think could be Odell Beckham. I'm not really worried about Rashad Bateman. At this point, I'm willing to say he's a bust. But with Odell, they brought him in for one year, $18 million. For a guy that's coming off of an ACL tear and who hasn't really proven much in years now is crazy. $18 million. They're gonna, if, you know, If they're paying him that much money, they're going to be throwing him the football. And I think he's – I like Odell. He's a great player. I think he's still got it in him. But I, I hope that doesn't take away from Zay Flowers because I think he's an amazing wide receiver. Rookie out of Boston College. That's just a little fantasy talk, too. But I love the Ravens this year. I think they put together an outstanding season. They make a push for Lamar's first Super Bowl. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, they have a great defense, great quarterback, great skill positions. They're just a solid, solid team, well-coached with John Harbaugh. I think he's going to stay for many, many years. And uh, they're first in the AFC North for me. They yeah, also have so, Bears okay. legend Sam Mustafer. Of course. Um, so for me, I got the Bengals 12 and five. I got them winning the division by game. Um, with the Bengals, I know everybody knows my history. If you've been listening to the podcast for however long now, I like to shit on the Bengals. Wasn't a fan and I'm just kind of sick of being wrong about them. So I don't <laughs> want this to be the year they don't make the playoffs for some odd reason. I don't know. I have them at 12 and five adding Orlando Brown. I feel like is huge. I mean, that's, I mean, that's he, Joe Brown. Oh, Joe. Joe Burrow, Manuka legend, kick returner, <laughs> Joe Brown. Joe Burrow's getting even more time now in the pocket. And I feel like Joe Mixon is posed for another, a poised for another 
probably another good year. You got Chase Higgins. A lot of people are excited about Jamar Chase this year. I mean, I just feel like he's going to have the same season. Trey Hendrickson has been dominating in camp right now. I think so far, just last week, he had seven sacks alone in camp. So, I mean, that's I've always been a fan of him when he was with the Saints. Um, this team, I mean, they're good. And you really can't deny it. Like you said, they took Miles Murphy. I expect him to make an impact probably. I mean, you got Hubbard and Hendrickson, so I don't know. It all depends. But, like I said, I, we both hate Zach Taylor. Like you said, he's gifted with this roster. But, I mean, I was looking at their schedule, and it's it's – I mean – it is the NFL. You never know. But looking at their schedule, they could de- debatably going could be sixteen and zero going into Week Seventeen what? facing the Chiefs or fifteen and zero. I think it is. I mean, there's their schedule. I mean, they could beat all. They these. play Buffalo. They play Jacksonville. They got a first place schedule. No, well, that's right. I have Jacksonville beat. Like I said, I have ja- I have them Jacksonville beating them. Bills. You'll get. We'll get into that later. But um, twelve and five for the Bengals. Um. I just I can't see Baltimore going eight and nine. So for the AFC North, I got I'll go through it. You can go through it after I got Baltimore, then Cincinnati, then Cleveland. Both Cincinnati and Cleveland, both Ohio teams get a wild card spot, and then Pittsburgh's my four. Can you refresh me on yours? Yep, eight and nine for both the Browns and Ravens, and then we got Steelers eleven and six, Bengals twelve and five. I think they dominate within the division. They go five and one. I think that's why they end up taking. All right, we're going from the best division of football into, I'm just going to flat out say it, the worst division of football, the AFC South. Now, getting into this fourth place team, I actually have them coming in with the worst record in football. Therefore, they get the number one pick in the draft. Um, Now, the last two years that I predicted it, this, both teams that I said were going to be the worst in the league have actually made the playoffs the next year. So this is more of a Maybe a blessing than a curse. So 2021, I said the Eagles were Jalen Hurts. I did not like him coming in the year two. He led him to a seven seed wild card game. They ended up getting smoked by the Buccaneers. But hey, they still made the playoffs way better than I thought. And last year, I said the New York Giants were going to be last. Boy, was I wrong. Brian Dable and Daniel Jones and Saquon, really. They, they turned that ship around and they're looking solid. Um, but this year for my worst team, 2023, it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts coming in with a record of two and 15. The Jim Irsay, Jonathan Taylor drama, Anthony Richardson looks like shit. I don't like anything that's going on here. Really? Um, I just, I, I'll just shit on Anthony Richardson for a little bit. Um, he's not a good quarterback. He's the worst passer I've ever seen. He can't hit a moving target. He creates pressure for himself. He, he, he hit a step back interception. I, I don't know if you saw that, that pick. It was a step back. Their skill position guys aren't good. Michael Pittman's a two. Alec Pierce is a four. They brought in Isaiah McKenzie from the Bills. Yeah. Um, if you look at their offensive line, obviously everyone likes to talk about Quentin Nelson. They also have Braden Smith. Um, but, you know, I don't really – I'm not too good at judging offensive lines really, but I know that people always said that they declined last year, so I can't see them getting any better if they're all getting a year older. The defense is really a mad. They lost Stephon Gilmore. Um, they have Shaq Leonard, which is good. They have DeForest Buckner, who's good. Um, but that's about it. This team does not look good. I don't really like their new head coach, Shane Steichen, for this offense. I think he's better in a coordinator role. For an uh, uh, article I did for this uh, school, for my school newspaper, I gave that hire a C+. I just thought it was okay. 
Um, and that's really just – I don't think he's going to have success because his quarterback is so bad. Anthony Richardson is terrible. With my podcast with Dylan Bud, I had him at 32. I, I think they have the worst quarterback. They're going to be the worst team. I'm not a big Colts guy. Sorry, Troy, but they're coming 2-15, and 15, I think. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you here, but only mm-hmm. by a game. I got the Texans coming in last at 4-13. and 13. Two so games, the, the, Tex- the Texans is – they are so young. I'm not even like it's not even gonna it's gonna be like a Bears past year at three and fourteen. This is gonna be like a very exciting four and thirteen, I feel for them. They got themselves a new quarterback in Stroud. They got wide receiver talent and uh John Mechie's finally back with leukemia and Tank Dell they just drafted this past year. They signed Dalton Schultz. Um Kenyon Green, did they take him this year, right? No, last year. Oh, last year. So another guard there. They took Will Anderson. You have Stingley. This team is so young and promising. It's almost like the Joliet West volleyball team. Of of old though. Now they're kinda old and just kinda they're, they're, they're on the defense. Year. Yeah. Um, and even with some veterans, they got Shaq Mason in there, Robert Woods. I mean, the talent is there. I love their new head coach, DeMarco Ryans. I feel like he's gonna DeMarco be DeMarco Ryans. We got Ryan. all right, everyone, let's keep a counter at home. We got one Joe name mess up. Let's see how many we get to at the Damn end of the time. Um, D'Amico, brah. And their, their center's name is Juice Scruggs. So, I mean. Oh, that I, is sick. It's got to be something good, right? But for this team, 4-13, and 13, I mean, I like to compare them to the Jags a few years ago. When they, all right, they got last. But then they ended up, what, they won the division last year. So, I could see that turn maybe not this year, but next year especially when teams like the Titans are still going to be down. Jags, I'm still so-so on the Jags. Got a good offense. Good. I mean, they got a good overall team. Love the coaching staff. But I just want to see how Trevor Lawrence, that's really the key for them. But for this team, I feel like they they have a lot, a lot of talent. I don't think it pays off this year. But they're going to be good, good team to watch in the future. I just really – I, yeah, I'm not excited for them. I have them coming in third with a record of 5-12. and 12. Um, Again, I think like the AFC North, this is more of a two-horse race for the top and then a two-horse race for the bottom. Uh, with the Texans, I, I did like D'Amico Ryan. They give that hiring an A. I do not like C.J. Stroud, though. Um, I'm not too quick to judge on preseason stats, although I just kind of hated on Richardson, but that, that pick was egregiously bad. Uh, Stroud, you know, with Stroud, you know, it's going to be a learning process. He's an Ohio State quarterback, so that's not a good look on him, really. Uh, but just the team. You were talking about their wide receiver room be, having some good young talent. I think there's potential there um, to be like – I think if they had like, if like Tom Brady was their quarterback, they'd look great, but it's C.J. Stroud. So I just, I'm not anticipating like huge years from any of those guys. Their offensive line's pretty good. Shaq Mason and Laramie Tunsil on that left side is great. Uh, the best name in football as well, Juice Scruggs. I've been a fan of his forever. I've totally known about that. <laughs> Um, and then defensively, there's really nobody. It's Derek Stingley, who they took over Sauce Gardner like idiots. Jalen Petrie, who had a pretty decent year. Um, I believe they've greenered as a pass rusher. That's about it. Uh, if I'm going to go offensive MVP here, I think I'm going to go Damian Pierce. From a fantasy standpoint, I don't think I like him so much. He, his um, receiving output is pretty much nothing, uh, especially with Singletary being added there. But I think he's a good hard runner, kind of like a baby chub. Um, I think he's good for like, 18 rushes for like 110 and a tutty every game. 
Um, but if he doesn't get that touchdown, he's scoring like 10, 11 points a game. So that's not math for fantasy. But from a football standpoint, I think Damian Pierce might be my Texans offensive MVP. Uh, this team's like, they're really two years away. This is just your classic rebuilding team. They're not going to do much. They'll they'll beat some teams. I could see the Texans being a team where they like sneaky, like beat like a, like a playoff contender. Kind of like if they play buff. I don't know their schedule off the top of the dome, but I could see them beating like the Chiefs just for no reason at all. Um, I have the Texans coming at five and twelve though. I, you said five and twelve. Yeah, yeah. I have the same record for the Colts, so you had a little lower on the Colts. Colts, <clears throat> but so with the Colts, the only reason I have them one game better than the Texans is I think Anthony Richardson outperformed CJ Stroud by one game this year. Um, with the Colts, they still have so much talent on this roster. Gardner Minshew might be able to get this team. I mean, it depends how weak the division is. I'm not going to say the playoffs. Maybe to seven wins. Richardson looks good. He's good. I know he's good. It just might take a year or two. I mean, just like every other quarterback. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor. That's an interesting situation. But you still have Pittman, the old line. You've got Ryan Nelson. Right. God damn it. I'm fucking up too much. <laughs> Ryan Kelly, two. Nelson, Braden Smith. I mean, and they got on the defense. You have Shaq Leonard still, DeForest Buckner, uh, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman. I mean, they have some – they still – and, of course, they fucking signed Matt Gay in the offseason. So, <laughs> that's – I mean, just give them the ring. Ring them already. You might get another win just because of that. Um, I really like they signed Josh Downs – or drafted Josh Downs in – I think the second round, maybe it was, yeah. So, this team's also still, I still feel like they could be good. I really like their higher-end head coach. You, you gave it a C plus. I'm going to give it a B plus. They need somebody with this offense. I mean, the old line, you cannot waste this old line. They built that thing up, and you've seen with Taylor before. That's why I think people are forgetting with the Colts this year. This team was still good a few years ago when, who was, was it, Brissett and, I think it was Brissett. When did they make the playoffs? Who did they make? Set, they had like Brian Hoyer one year. Weird. Yeah. So I they, mean, this. They're quite wreck when they made Philip the Rivers. They made the playoffs with Philip Rivers. So Richardson provides. I mean, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to compare Anthony Richardson, to him, but you see, <laughs> a much faster, much faster quarterback and a quarterback that can throw the ball really, really far. He's just got to be really accurate, and that's something they're going to have to work on. And I feel like this season is going to be a push through year. I don't know who's going to stay through the stay on the roster with these guys going in next year, but this could be a team to watch out for in the future. Uh, I mean, this division, it's down to the dumps now, but with the quarterbacks that quarterback play that's going on, I mean, the poor Titans, they have nobody, but Richardson, Stroud, Lawrence, I'm not, I don't like Levis, so we'll see how that goes, but I think Colts fans, it's going to be a rough year, but heading into the future, I think you guys got, got some something going. Um, okay, getting into my three C or my two C in the AFC South, I was just thinking, uh, we were Joe, me and you, we went to Michigan recently and we listened to our MLB preseason predictions pod. And I listed my most disappointing team, which this this take actually looked superb until about two weeks ago as the Seattle Mariners. But now those guys are red hot, so that sucks. But I think this this team is going to be my most disappointing team in 2020. I would like to say it's funny you say the Mariners right now because Brady Singer is no hitting them through six innings right now. Most disappointing team. It's like this team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them coming in with a record of eight and nine. Um, Doug Peterson's a fine head coach. 
Uh, and this is really just my beef with Trevor Lawrence. He's not a top five quarterback. He's not top seven. He's not top ten. Uh, I just think he's too inconsistent with the football. He likes to throw the ball in double coverage. And that's fine that you trust your guys, but you don't have a, a Randy Moss. Uh, you don't have a Justin Jefferson. You have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, two tiny dudes. They're not going up and catching that. I'm sorry. Um, he's got to have it. Evan Ingram's a great tight end, and having a good tight end is a pretty good advantage. Good tight end teams with good. Or if you look at that, all the league's top tight ends are on good teams, so that's pretty solid. Evan Ingram is like a top ten tight end. Not bad. Uh, the defense isn't anything crazy. They have um, the second best brother, Shaq Griffin. Uh, I'm trying to think, they lost Kalias Campbell. That might have been a couple years ago, though. I can't think of anyone in the Jaguars defense off the top of my head right now. Uh, oh, Trevon Walker and Josh Allen. Decent little pass rush duo there. Can't believe they passed on Aiden Hutchinson, though. Idiots. Uh, they have Bears legend Roy Robertson Harris. And then that's about Foyasada Luakon, too. But the offensive line's not that good. I'm just not a huge Jaguars guy. I think Travis Etienne might be a little overrated. Uh, the receivers are decent. The quarterback is decent. Offensive line's kind of bad. Defense is decent. It's just really like average all around, and that's why I've been coming in with a record of eight and nine. I think um, they got streaky at the end of the year, which I that's fine. But coming off of a full off season, it's not like they're going to be carrying that momentum into this year. Uh, it's a fresh slate for them, and I think this is where they should have been. They're going to come back down to earth, as some people might say, and uh, nine and eight, eight and nine, wherever you really want to say with that. Maybe even ten and seven, maybe seven and ten, just somewhere around that range. They're not going to have an outstanding year. They're not going to have a terrible year. But I'm going to go with eight and nine as my pick. Uh, coming in second in this division, I got the Titans at nine and eight. I I I will admit I was in the same boat as you because with the Jags, like people are still trying to figure them out, and it's kind of tough. But the thing that's separated them for me is certainly quarterback play and receiver room. I mean, just the offense in general. Jacksonville blows Tennessee out of the water besides running back. I mean, Tannehill, I was like, Tannehill, I don't think Tannehill, Tannehill is like a high quarterback in the league, but compared to what's going on in there, I mean, he just blows those two guys out of the water. Yeah. So you still got Derrick Henry, of course. I mean, he's their main source of offense. Brought in DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's really going to help Traylon Burks out this year. I expect a decently well year for him this year. Um, they got the Chig. At t- tight end, and then uh, Peter Skaronsky, they took it, pick 12. He kind of looked rough against the Bears, second-team defense, so that'll be an interesting situation to watch. But uh, defense, Sean Murphy Bunting, shout-out Petey. Mm-hmm. That was a big sign. Super Bowl pick. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, this team, it's, it's just like the Browns. They're mid. And, I mean, I really can't see – I could see them learning division. I don't see them, like, having a bad year, really. I mean, that the only way that would happen is if Willis or Levis uh, – well, <laughs> Willis, Will, Levis, I, you know. But either of them would be playing quarterback for most of the year uh, because Tannehill went down with an injury, which we have seen in the past. But, I mean, they do have a guy on the team named McMath. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's always good. But – Nine and eight for the Titans. I love their coach, Braves. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be there for, but we'll see. So, obviously, that means the Titans are going to be my number one team in the AFC South. Um, I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan like you are. 
And this is really just banking on a, a, a classic uh, vintage Ryan Tannehill season. This might be the last one he's got left in the tank. Um, but really, besides like the Heineke commanders, I'm trying to think, when a quarterback takes over midseason, it's very rarely that they go on and make a spot in the playoffs. So this is banking on Tannehill playing the whole year. Um, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, Traylon Burks, Chigazem Okonkwell. That's a pretty good um, – Pretty good uh, skill position group. Now, there is a huge fall off there. The wide receiver three is Nick Westbrook, Ekeen, and then they have Kyle Phillips. That's really not math at all in the words of Zach Chignoli. Uh, but their pass rushers are very solid. Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, all very solid. I love the Sean Murphy bunting pickup. And then they have former first-round picks, uh, both Caleb Farley and Christian Fulton at corner. And then I think they have one of the most underrated safety duos in the league in Kevin Bayard and Amani Hooker. Um, this team is really good now. The offensive line does worry me. They're one of the worst in the leagues, according to PFF, which, again, I'm not your offensive line guru. You should go talk to, like, uh, Nick Peter uh, if you want to know more about that. But, I, you know, just looking at it, not a lot of names that I really know here besides Skaronsky because he's a rookie. That worries me. But luckily they have a generational running back in Derrick Henry to where I don't think it'll matter too much. But really this defense. I think defense wins championships. Uh, and that's going to be a common theme you guys see here. I had the Ravens win in the AFC North. They have the best defense in the North. Arguably against the Steelers. I know that's a close one. Uh, but then the Titans in the South. I think they have by far the best defense here. And I think they win. And to be honest, I think the Titans can go 5-1 and one in this division play. Uh, they play the Colts twice, and that's two wins. They play the Texans twice. I have that. That is two wins. Then I have them splitting against Jacksonville. Uh, something that I also like, would like to note against Jacksonville, I know we moved on from them, but they are a very good team at home. But on the on the road, they are not good at all. So I have Tennessee taking that one um, when they play at home. Um, another thing, the Jaguars have two London games. That's crazy to me. They play two in one year. But I know they got huge, a uh, lot of Jaguars fans out in England. So that's like two home games pretty much. So maybe that's an advantage for them. Who knows? Um, but with the Titans, I just think the defense is too good. I think Tannehill's going to have another pretty solid season. Uh, a lot of people use the term game manager negatively, but I think he does that in the best way possible. Uh, he does a great job of dropping back five feet and handing the ball to his man, his main man, Derrick Henry. Uh, and then with DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks, I think he has some success in the passing game. So this is really on the shoulders of the defense and Tannehill. And I think they have what it takes to get it done. And I think Vrabel knows that, there's a bit of a fire under his ass. This could be his last year, you know. Titans fans, the last, like, five years, obviously before last year, kind of dominated this division, I want to say. Um, and they're not just going to – I feel like the Titans are just going to let Jacksonville take them over. They're going to put up a fight, and I think they do. They make a good stand, and they go 11-6 and six this year. Very good season from – I know they're aging, but I think they're, they do one last little vintage run here before Jacksonville takes over for good, but I'm going to give this one to Tennessee. I just talked a lot. Jesus. <laughs> I also have the division winner 11-6, but mine is Jacksonville Jags. Um, in the division, love Braves, but I love my boy Dougie P even more. Um, Trevor Lawrence, like I said, we're still trying to figure it out. He's kind of... Uh, I mean, people think he's top 10. Some think he's on the brink of top 10. Some people think he's top five. And, I mean, really, I think all this season banks on is, for receiver, it's kind of hard to 
banked on somebody, but Calvin Ridley. If Calvin Ridley could stay healthy, we saw what Ridley was before the suspension. Um, their weapons are very under the radar, and they work really well in their system. And their backup running back's name is Tank. So you're just going for you love the names. Love, love the names. Uh, they took Anton Harrison late in the first round to boost that old line. I mean, Cam Robinson is suspended at tackle for, I think, six games. Was I think he was either PEDs or the gambling. I can't remember which one, but that's a big hit. Um, the thing with them is their schedule, they got some big dogs. I mean, first place team, you're going to face the Chiefs, you're going to face the Bills. And the Bengals. Face, and the Bengals, yeah. So that's going to be – I have them losing to the Chiefs and Bills, but beating the Bengals. So, I mean, what really helps them is divisional play. They should honestly five and one at best. I mean, at worst, to be honest with you, and that one loss should be to the Titans. So that, but they always lose to the Colts. So doesn't even matter. Um, for them, defense has always been solid. I mean, last year it was solid too. I mean, love their safety because just the Dodger film legend right there, Cisco. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Trevon Walker, Boye Aluakon. No, I got that one right. There you go, Devin Lloyd. I really think Devin Lloyd's gonna have a really good year. I mean, he he was late first round last year, so I, I really think the key for them is gonna like like you said with the Titans. There's his defensive quarterback play. I think it's defense, and if Calvin really could stay healthy, because if he could stay healthy, it opens up so many possibilities with Kirk Etn. As a receiving back, I mean, it. their offense has potential to be top five, three-ish in the league. So, who knows what's going to happen. But everything's got to stay healthy for them. All right, we're going to get into the AFC East here. Uh, coming in last place, uh, I had the same thing with the AFC North. Uh, I think the tradition ends with the Patriots, 6-11. and 11. They've actually been a bottom feeder, bottom feeder in this division for a little bit, actually. So it's not really a tradition anymore. Mac Jones just isn't a good quarterback. I'm going to say it. They should move on from him after this year. Maybe Malik Cunningham, little dual threat guy, who kind of popped off in last week's preseason game. Uh, this team screams six and eleven, seven and ten. Though I'm not going to say that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league because they have Bill Belichick. They have those fans. They have such a actually. They have a pretty good defense. Matthew Judon's a great pass rusher. Um, they have uh, – it's who's the Jones? Jonathan Jones? Is that the corner? Jonathan. Kyle Duggar. They have a lot of Jones on their team. But, yeah, yes, Jack Jones. There's a Jonathan Jones. They used to have other – they did bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. And then today, Ezekiel Elliott. Unfortunately, their Super Bowl odds did not improve there. <laughs> uh, but this defense is just going to will them to some wins. Also, Jawan Bentley, star middle linebacker. Uh, yeah, this is just scream six and 11 here. Mac Jones, you know, this is one of the most boring teams in the NFL. Their receiver room is terrible. Um, their defense is good, but that's about it. Their running back, Ramondre, I mean, he's just average. Offensive line is okay. They lost Shaq Mason. Their tight ends are okay with Hunter Henry. Um, six and 11 team here for the Patriots. This is, I might watch the Patriots games the least amount out of any team this year. Because even with a team like the Texans or Colts, like I really want them to be bad, so I'll be tuning in. But the Patriots, I just genuinely don't care anything about them at all. So six and eleven, just screw them, really. Six and eleven is kind of blunt, if you ask me. Like uh, Mel or 
I have them at eight and nine. I I really think this team, I with the division they're in, it's damn near impossible because uh, there's three better teams. But mm-hmm. I still think this team, if they make the playoffs, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, I would be so surprised if this was the NFC. I could see it. Oh, if they but they're in, the AFC is tough as nails, bro. I, like I said, like there's still a fantastic. Like there's some games on their schedule where you still look at and know the quarterback play. Like there's some games you look at and they're like in the division. They're probably that's where the, that's where if they want to make the playoffs, they have to do well within the division. I had them at two and four, but there's like games in the division. They're gonna beat the Giants. They're gonna beat the Commanders. Like there's just teams where outside of the division, you know, when they play them, you're, they're gonna win because that's how. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. I really think Malik Cunningham. I mean, I know I'm not a big uh, preseason like wall, or, like people the way that people see the preseason, but they got something in him. I mean, he's a what dual threat quarterback and receiver. receiver. So, yeah, so that that's something special there. But their offense, you, I, I, it's not that bad. They got really solid weapons. Juju, Stevenson, added Zeke today. Devontae Parker, I still think he's pretty good. Hunter Henry's fantastic. Added Gusecki, too. They have solid options, and their O-line's always good. Adding Christian Gonzalez to an already stacked defense. Like, like it's hard because, like, people are saying this might be Bill Belichick's last year, but, I mean, this team is still very good. And I think if they were in the AFC South, I'd probably have them as division winners. Um, any team in the, I think they're a playoff in the NFC, and yeah, because the other divisions like the AFC is so loaded, it's ridiculous. But if they're in the AFC South, I'd have them as division winners. So that's where they just kind of get screwed of how deep the AFC is. But they're gonna be in last at eight and nine. I'm not a Patriots guy at all. A team that I actually am super interested in is the New York Jets. They just signed Dalvin Cook today. I have them coming in third with a record of nine and eight. And that's partially because, dude, they have a tough schedule. That's also because the AFC East is just another really good division. Um, but I'm looking at their schedule right now. They very well could start off like one and six. They have week one Bills on primetime. That's not – I mean, I think the Bills are going to win that. Week two in Dallas, I think Dallas could win that. Week three against the Pats, we'll give them that, one and two. Then they got Chiefs, then Broncos, then Eagles, then Giants, then Chargers. Then Raiders will give them that. Then Bills, Dolphins, back to back. That's like a two and nine stretch right there, possibly. Ooh. If but you know we know Aaron Rodgers will probably be like five and four at the end of that. And then their schedule really eases up with Falcons, Texans. They got the Commanders in there, the Patriots again. So I think if this team were to slip in the playoffs, which is definitely a possibility, um, I think it would be late in the year. I think this could be a team that kind of like surges back into it, kind of like uh, Jacksonville last year or Pittsburgh. Uh, just really, really good at the end of the year. But this team is too talented to have a losing record. Uh, they're well coached. I'm, I'm a big Robert Sala guy. I think if there is a team to have like a that, I feel like I'm I'm underrating this team a little bit. And I'm gonna I'm willing to admit that I have them coming in with a nine and eight record. But I also had the Eagles coming in with a nine and eight record last year, and they were fifteen and two, fourteen and three, something like that. Uh, this team has an Eagles like roster. I just don't know if. 38, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers can get it done. 
Uh, and that's partially because of the receiving room. Now, I'm a, I'm a Garrett Wilson guy. I had him in fantasy last year. That was a great trade for me. Shout out Chiggs. Uh, didn't really have to give up much at all for him. And he obviously offensive rookie there. But then after that, it's like Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard's really not that good. He's just a little popular because he was the Packers' only receiver last year. After that, it's Nicole Hardman, uh, Randall Cobb. There's really no one after Garrett Wilson. Uh, and I think that that worries me a little bit. C.J. Uzama, eh. But the defense is super solid. Sauce Gardner, G.J. Reed, that is tough. John Franklin Myers, the GOAT. Shout out Casey. Shout out Madden. Shout out Petey. Shout out Joe. <laughs> uh, so I think the Jets are just going to have a, a decent year. I think I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm underrating them, but I, I think I'm just going to go 9-8. and eight. It's just a bit of a prediction. I think they disappoint a little bit, and that's partially because of that very tough schedule. This might be a shocker to some people, but – like you said, you have Jets being on the lower side of things. Coming in third in this division, I have the Bills at 10-7. and seven. Hold on, hold on. Don't stop because the, the audience is laughing right now. You just got to let them stop yeah. laughing and then you can talk. You may laugh, but I think where they lack this year on why they don't finish higher in the division is because of divisional play. I believe that – Not. I, I don't know. The thing what I struggle with is the Bills, They, which is fine, they choose to believe in what they have. They rarely spend big. I mean, Von Miller was – they got him last year. And I think – was Leonard Floyd this year or the year before? Uh, I think it was the year before. So, I mean, I they don't spend big. And so, position that needs – they've had the same receiving core for the last two, three years. You have Diggs and with Allen, with Gabe Davis. They added Dalton Kinsade, another tight end. They, I mean, Dawson Knox has gotten used in the past, but I don't think that was the right pick. I think they could have traded up for a receiver and just made that room even better. You signed Knox, uh, Knox to an extension. The old line's always been, I mean, it's good enough, but they never go out and get that extra guy where maybe spend the money and get yourself a right guard instead of having a right tackle instead of having Spencer Brown play there, who nobody knows who that is. Mm-hmm. Um with the defense, I mean, it's good. Micah Hyde, Poyer, but they're only getting older. Uh, you're going to have to figure out some math there in a few years. Von Miller's old. Leonard Floyd, what, he's 30. So he's, he's hanging in there. Tredavious White and Matt Milano, two cornerstone pieces in that. But within the division, the teams are getting better. And that's where I feel I have them going two and four in the division. Oh. We'll, we'll get into that. Teams are only getting better. With teams like this on their schedule, I mean, I have them losing teams. Like, all right, you got the Bengals, Eagles. I have them beating the Chiefs, but that's just because. So, let's see. Bengals, Eagles, and then we'll get in the division after. Bengals and Eagles are the two big names outside the division. Uh, they always have a fluke game every year where they drop one. I have the Giants beating them in week six. So, I would not I think, call that a fluke game at all. Yeah, I, well, I. I don't like the Giants. I believe I don't. I don't believe in false belief over there. But for them, I have them losing four games within division, and I, I'll, they, I do have them getting swept by the Jets and Dolphins just because they refuse to get. This team has talent, no doubt. You have a quarterback who's top two, top three, maybe even the best in the league. Some people think they refuse to go out and get that extra receiver. They refuse to go out and get that extra lineman to make this offense really unstoppable. And the thing is, the coaching, they refuse to – it's the same thing every year. 
oh, why aren't we making the Super Bowl? Why aren't we making the Super Bowl? Maybe go out and get that extra guy that you guys, oh, we, we could save the money. No, go out and get that extra guy to make sure you guys are top dog because there's two teams in this division that if they play to their standard, they will beat you at the end of the year. So that's why I have the Bills at 10-7 and 7, missing the playoffs. Um, You're forgetting one thing, though. They have Andy Isabella now. So uh, you're wrong. Um, The Bills, they're – Obviously, my opinion is very different from yours. I'm going to have them coming in first like most people should. We'll get into them in a bit. My number two team, the Miami Dolphins, coming in with a record of 10-7. and But actually, I think they miss out on the playoffs. This is just kind of how my playoff predictor, which is the website that I discovered and told Joe about. um, (laughs) It's this. uh, It's just the way it worked out, I guess. They they missed out with a 10-7 and record. Uh, it's going to be a tough AFC East. You know, 10 wins might not get it done. It, it will for some teams, but, you know, if you really want to get that spot, I recommend to all those teams listening, go out and get 11 wins. Um, with Miami, though, I love this offense. I love Mike McDaniel. My dad does not. He thinks he's a little nerd. He likes to call him a little geek. Um, uh, I love that they, 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 they play like a college offense, really, and you can afford to do that when you have two of the most explosive receivers in the game in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They also have great running back. Um, all three of them are actually pretty solid. Devon A-Chain, the rookie. And then also Raheem Mostert, I really like. The teams aren't really considering him as like a starter bell cow guy. I think that could be maybe because he gets hurt sometimes. But I really like Raheem Mostert. He's been able to take over some games. We saw him that NFC Championship when he was with San Fran against the Packers. He had four touchdowns. That game was sick. Um. And then the defense, they brought in Jalen Ramsey, who I know is hurt, but he should play a majority of the year. And then Xavier Howard, that is an elite, probably the best cornerback tandem in the entire league. They have Bradley Chubb, who they got acquired midseason last year from the Broncos at the trade deadline. And then really it all falls on Tua. Can he stay healthy? I say yes. They're going to protect him. They, you know, they implement all these rules to keep quarterbacks safe. I can't see him getting, what, his third, fourth concussion in a two-year span. I just think, you know, his bad luck has got to end at some point. Uh, they have a pretty good offensive line. Their pass rush isn't the best, um, obviously, besides Brett. Oh, no, 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 never mind. They have Christian Wilkins. I forgot he was in the NFL Top 100. Wilkins and Bradley Chubb, that's great. Um, Javon Holland at safety is very solid. Madden ultimate team legend right there and Madden franchise legend. This is just a very well-rounded team. I know you're super high on them, obviously. Uh, they also have the goat Braxton Barrios too, so watch out, everyone. Almost as good as Scotty Miller. I have the Dolphins have be having a good season. I could very well see them getting into the playoffs. Ten and seven, good year for the Dolphins. They do it yet again. Um, the Jets coming in second at eleven and six for me. Um, I'll get into why the Dolphins. Uh, I believe so. Like I said, I was emphasizing why I have the Jets a game better than the Bills, and. People may see this di- division as, oh, what's this guy thinking? I'm actually fairly confident in this division because I feel like – so with the Jets, defense – what, they were 7-10 and 10 last year? Um, Yeah, they weren't 6-11, and 11, bad. Yeah, I think they were 7-10. and 10. Yeah, so, I mean, they just added Dalvin Cook today. You add Aaron Rodgers. I think that's well enough to – you had Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman. That's four big names on offense to, I think – Four big names should be – well, I'm not going to do that because that's stupid. But four four big names I think could increase a win total by four games. So, for them, like I said, for this division, it's just going to be 
whether or not you can win inside your division. I have them going in the division three and three, one game better than the Bills. And I think what separates them is simply the defense. The defense is just way more electrif- electrifying than the Bills. Um, this team's got something to play for. I mean, they, they've been shit on for years. I mean, oh, well, at Jets are the easy win, Jets are the easy win. And, I mean, taking Will McDonald in at pick 15, that's only going to boost your defense. With Rodgers, if he played like he did last year, this team's not going to be good. I think he could play a little bit, be- be- little bit better, which causes them to make a statement for themselves heading into the season. Uh, they're already stirring up drama with the Broncos. I love it. Uh, it's only going to help out Zach Wilson, which I still think he's a lost cause. He might be able to put together one successful season of NFL football maybe now, but for the most part, I feel he like – He looks pretty nice in those two preseason games. Pre-season. I know he's playing against backups. I know he's playing against backups. He, he looks better, though. Yeah, but – Do you this... think when, when Rodgers is done, they'll give it back to Wilson? I like, think Rodgers can play for – if, especially if they're good this year. Well, he's also he's also due for like a hundred and five million next year, so yeah. he'll probably, he definitely will play. So this, uh, yeah, like he's, I mean, another big key is if whether Mackay Becton can stay healthy or not. I mean, people may not see that as a big. That dude is huge. He's huge, and having him on the O line if he can stay healthy is ridiculous. Because then Rogers shouldn't even have to worry about. I mean, dude, their only hole is really right tackle right now. But is it Morgan Moses? No, it's like Max Mitchell, I think. But Vinson, <laughs> shout out Dawn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she would this, not like the Bengals at all. With this team, like Cincinnati. they could fall into the Bills' footsteps next year if they don't go out and add a wide receiver at tight end. Tyler Conklin isn't going to cut it. CJ Uzuma isn't going to cut it. You need to go out and draft. Uh, what's that guy's name? Brock Bowers, Barack Obama. Yeah, Brock Bowers. Yes, yeah. he's going to go early in the first, so they might have to do some trading up. But the Jets have done that in the past. They had three first round picks two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not worried about. But this team, once they get Brees Hall back, probably I know that with Dalvin Cook, it's probably going to be later in the season. But this team's exciting, and even with an old quarterback, Rodgers still feels rejuvenated to where the point where. They could still he's still gonna be good. So I, I feel like eleven to six eleven and six is appropriate for this because I mean I love Salah. Salah's a fantastic coach, so I think they're gonna be really good. Oh, and Hackett as offensive coordinator. Rogers has been phenomenal with him, so I, I eleven and six for them. Excuse me, I wanna get into offensive coordinators. You brought it up right away. The Buffalo Bills, they have Ken Dorsey. Well, I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. I think he could be a bit of a, a hot commodity in next year's head coaching race. I think another name could be the enemy, but I think he just stays in Washington and just becomes the head coach. But with Dorsey, I could see him going to a team like Atlanta or Green Bay and actually having a lot of success as their head coach. Um, but he's with the Bills right now, and I think he's a superb, superb play caller. Sean McDermott is a defensive-minded head coach. And uh, they just let Dorsey take the reins, and I think he's done a great job so far. Uh, Diggs isn't a fan, but I think that beef has been settled now. Uh, this team just screams first place to me. I got them coming in with a record of thirteen and four. I know they have that tough schedule, or actually fourteen and three. I'm sorry, they have that tough schedule, but just every year they have a tough schedule. It doesn't really matter. 
they actually would they would have had a shot at the one seed if it wasn't for the unfortunate Damar Hamlin incident. But he's actually back and playing now, which is kind of sick. Um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, he's a perennial MVP candidate. He's six five, like two forties, just a dog. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I would like to see them maybe enter the DeAndre Hopkins race, but I think they're confident in in Gabe Davis and um, Stephon Diggs to get the job done. I love James Cook. He could be a sneaky top 15, top 12 running back this year. And then also their first-round pick, Dalton Kincaid, I'm a huge fan of. He's listed as their tight end two right now, but I could see him taking the tight end reins in no tight end one reins in no time. And it's really just partially because Dawson Knox is just really a red zone threat. He had less than 400 receiving yards last year and one of the league's most prominent passing offenses. That's not able to get it done. I mean, I know he's a big body. He, I could see him putting up probably seven, eight touchdowns this year. But Kincaid should be your guy between the 20s. He's really uh, kind of agile, as Nick Peter would like to say. <laughs> he's like a wide receiver in a tight end's body. He's great. Uh, the defense is very solid. The pass, rush, pass rushers are Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau. Von Miller. They brought in Leonard Floyd this offseason. Uh, Petey loves talking about their defensive backs as well. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tredavious White, and then the guy out of Florida, Kair Elam. Uh, this team is they're just good. They, I know they didn't make any ads, but they really didn't have to. Um, now, I'll save the playoff talk for later, but this is arguably the best regular season football team in the uh, the NFL, really. I think they come in with a record of 14 and three. And this is actually, this is the third division we've gone over and we have three different, we do not agree on division winner yet. Hopefully we do for the AFC West, which it's going to be our next division. But for the East, I got the bills coming out on top big time. I have them at 14 and three and I have the second place dolphins at 10 and seven. So I don't even think this one's really close. Uh, well I do. Um, <laughs> I have the dolphins finishing 12 and five going one and uh, five and one in the division. Um, we were talking about this last night with the Steve Pearson sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I think highly of him. If Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy all year, he's had a whole off season to rest, get his head fixed because of concussions. This team is very, very dangerous. I love their coach. Steve Pearson does not approve, but <laughs> they have Hill and Waddle, phenomenal. He most, I mean, the running back room, they picked up a rookie running back who already passed up Miles Gaskin on the chart. So, I mean, that's before the season even started. Uh, their old line still got some bump in the road, but the defense, they just lost, unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey for about first half of the season. So, hopefully. Oh, it's that long? I thought it was. Damn. Yeah, so it's it's pretty significant, but that's going to be huge. I still think they go twelve and five. With going for like Tua has if Tua stays healthy, this team. I mean, they almost won a playoff game last year against the Bills with Skylar Thompson. This team's dangerous, and I really think they could plow over some big teams this year. I mean, uh, within the division, I think it already starts to happen. I think the only game they lose division wise is one game to the Jets. Uh, I think they could beat the Bills twice. I mean, they almost did it last. They did. They did beat them week three. I think it was lost to them week nine or eight, thirty-two to twenty-nine, and then they lose yeah, in the playoffs without their quarterback, thirty-four to thirty-one. They're keeping it close. Um, who did they lose? I feel like they lost somebody. 
Byron Jones, the cornerback, retired. He did retire. So, I mean, he said his body couldn't take it anymore. Got Jalen Ramsey. Unfortunately, his body couldn't prevail. So, And they also have Eli Apple as well. Of course. I mean, so, I mean, well, actually, now that might move him down a game. So, we'll see. I, I don't know there. But I'm very high on this team this year. We'll get into that later. But I think if Tua can stay healthy the full season, this team can be one of the best in the league. Okay, getting into the AFC West, our final division for today's podcast. Uh, my last place team, I said that my Jaguars take was my boldest pick. This uh, AFC West one might be the boldest. It's actually the team I've given the last place is the team. They're the Chi. Nope, just kidding. The Chargers. <laughs> Six and 11 this year for the Chargers. Oh. I am not a huge fan of them. And that is part. Ooh, Ken Dorsey could maybe go there, or Kellen Moore could just take the head coaching reins, just straight up. Uh, I am a. I can't even Brandon Brandon Staley. I couldn't remember his name for a second. That's how bad he is. He's terrible. Um, Justin Herbert, dog, top five quarterback in the league. Austin Eckler, dog, top five running back in the league. But the receiver room is a lot of question marks. Keenan Allen, old. I mean, a hamstring injury injury really isn't that bad for a receiver. Like obviously an ACL, ankle, knee injury. <laughs> A hamstring injury really isn't that bad. Keenan Allen was out half the year with a hamstring injury. I don't like that. Mike Williams is always hurt, and then Quentin Johnson, I think, is a huge bust. The offensive line is okay. Like, they have some good guys like Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater, but then they have some really bad guys like Trey Pipkins and Jamari Saylor, who I've never heard of. Um, the, the defense is good, but they're getting older. Joey Bosa... He's kind of old now. He's like 31. Khalil Mack is kind of old now. He's like 31, 32. J.C. Jackson had a bad year last year. Derwin James is great. Asante Samuel Jr. is okay. Kenneth Murray's okay. They brought in Eric Kendricks, who I like. But I really think the downfall of this team is going to be the offensive line. I think we could maybe see Herbert get hurt here just with how bad this offensive line is, specifically the right side. Um, and then the receiver room is too inconsistent. I could see Eckler putting up another monster year. But I think really the downfall of this team, and this is just kind of a anticipation. Like, obviously, on paper, they're a decent team. Their defense is good. I'm just kind of banking on the injuries and the oldness of the team to hurt them. Obviously, Justin Herbert just got extended. So I think they go through a little bit of a rebuild here. And I think Herbert, you know, should be okay with that. Maybe like a little mini, like two year rebuild. They get it together, a better team, a younger team that's able to stay healthy, and then maybe they can compete from there. Uh, I'm just, I know you've always been a Chargers guy. I don't think you're a Brandon Staley guy, though. So we'll see where you have the Chargers. I'm just banking on them not doing that well. And I think six and 11. That's a bold take, but I'm going to stick to it. Six and 11 for the Chargers. I do have another six and 11 team, but it's not the Chargers, it is the Raiders. Uh, the thing with the Raiders is they still have a lot of talent. I mean, it's a lot of unknowns as well. Uh, Josh Jacobs still hasn't signed to a contract, so they're still holding out there. Devontae Adams is unknown whether he wants to play with the team or not because they traded uh, Derek Carr away. They did pick up Michael Mayer, tight end from Notre Dame. I think that's a pretty good ad, but the thing they're lacking is offensive line. I don't know four of these. I know one of the guys' names, but he sucks. But Colton Miller is the only known well O-line on that team. All the other ones, I mean, that is a terrible O-line. Defense, they did pick up Tyree Wilson in the draft. I mean, Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Marcus Peters, 
they have a solid, solid defense. If that defense can play well all year, this team might have a shot. I'm not going to say playoffs because they would have to win 11. Probably, yeah, they would have to win 11, 10, 11 games to get in. But this team really doesn't blow out of the water. I mean, Jimmy G's a good quarterback. He's not going to get you 11 wins, in my opinion. So, uh, Josh McDaniel, I don't think he's a head coach. So, this might be one open at the end of the year. But they owe so many, so much money to head coaches that I, I don't know. But so you, 11. You're leaving it at that? Okay. So, going into my third-place team, it's a team that I was high on originally. That was kind of mediocre on. Now I'm kind of back low on them again. It's going to be the Denver Broncos. I'm coming up with a record of eight and nine. Don't whistle at me. They were last last year. They were not that good. They they're they're not that good. Russell Wilson's aging. I've never been a Sean Payton guy myself. I think what did the team get up? Did they give up a first round pick for him? They did. That is unbelievable. Like, he's not that good. He just got caught smoking some weed with some teenagers. Don't don't be doing that, Sean. That's not a good look on you. It's almost as Almost as bad as Wander Franco's allegations, almost. Um, <laughs> but with the Broncos, they're just, just. I'm just trying to think of like their their wide receiver room: Cortland Sutton, and their running back Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan, and their offensive line, and their defense getting older. They have Pat Sertan, but they gave up Bradley Chubb, which is so stupid for a team that says they're competing, like. I, you know, you maybe you can make the argument that Brad, Bradley Chubb would have walked, which is fine, but this team isn't successful enough to compete with the Chiefs and the Raiders. And although the Chargers I have them coming in last, they're still a team that you have to compete with. They're, these guys just on paper aren't that good of a team. Like the roster is just not that good, and they're going to come in third place. This is a third place roster right here. Uh, Giraffe Neck Mark always likes to call the Phillies a fourth place team back in the day. I think the Broncos are just a third place team. They they always have been ever since Peyton Manning left, and they I think they always will be. The Broncos, third place. They're just nothing no pizzazz. Joe, that's a word you like to use. They they don't have a lot of pizzazz. pizzazz. It's just a boring team similar to uh New England. They got a couple stars in a couple places, but this isn't a competitive roster. And I da- dare say that they they're not going to have a winning record this year. I think you obviously by your whistle, you think otherwise, but eight and nine for me, third place. Um, It's crazy. Cause I mean, I give the same speech about the chargers every year because boy, they do have Super Bowl talent. They have the best team in the league talent, but it never pans out. So that's why this year I have them at 10 and seven missing out on the playoffs. The defense actually got better. Added Eric Kendricks, former linebacker of Minnesota. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, their defense on top of Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Asante Samuel Jr., Jr., and uh, I'm forgetting one. Oh, Kenneth Murray. So, I mean, that says enough for the defense. Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams, added Quentin Johnson, Gerald Everett. Got a fantastic O-line. They, they added MMG legend Will Clapp. So this team, like I said, all the talent in the world, talented enough to get a ten and seven record, but they can never do enough to beat the top dog teams. I don't think that will change until they get a new head coach. Kellen Moore, I even think with Kellen Moore, this team gets better on offense. They expand the options, but they always find way to lose games. So that's why I have them at ten and seven. Third place. Do you have them making the playoffs? 
I do not. Uh, so a team that I actually do have slipping into that seventh seed. I know I just said, you know, 10 wins doesn't guarantee a playoff spot, but the way my, my standing shook up, this team got in. It's actually the Las Vegas Raiders coming in with a record of 10 and 7. Just one game behind the AFC West champion chief to full sneak peek. I have them at 11 and 6. So the Raiders, I think, can compete for the division this year. I've always been a big Raiders guy. And that's just because I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm a sucker for the defenses. And these guys, boy, do they have it. They've got Chandler Jones, dog. They've got Max Crosby, superstar. And then they took with the, the seventh pick this year, Tyree Wilson, which again, maybe a little buzzkill going hard on the pass rush. But Chandler Jones is aging. I think Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech could be a stud for them. Um, he, he'll get, he'll for sure get some snaps. Um, they also brought in Marcus Peters. They have Nate Hobbs in the corner. That's okay. Marcus Epps, Trayvon Mulrick. Uh, the secondary is not bad. The linebackers are pretty bad, though. Uh, the offensive line is decent. Colton Miller, Dylan Parham, Andre James. That's not bad. And then Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Their skill position guys really get me here. Michael Mayer is so good. Austin Hooper. We get a vintage Austin Hooper year, but I think this is one of the most underrated receiver rooms in the league. Devontae Adams, we know what he's capable of. But Jacoby Myers is a good receiver. He's been stuck with Mac Jones the last couple of years. I think I know I Jimmy G's not some kind of superstar passer, but I think maybe we could really see him spread his wings and fly, especially going up now, you know, before last year he was lining up against the team every team's cornerback one. Now he's gonna fall into that cornerback or cornerback two, cornerback three role, I think maybe he can have a sneaky 1,000-yard, maybe 1,200-yard season. And then Hunter Renfro has been known to have some success as well. So I think this team has very good skill position players. Jimmy G has been to a Super Bowl before. He's been to three NFC championship games. He's, you know, had that success. He's he Actually, he's been to two two Super Bowls, if you count as Patriots backup time. <laughs> um, but this dude, he, he has what it takes. Now, Josh McDaniel scares me. He does, but, um, you know, you can't give all that credit to Bill Belichick now back in the day. Some of it has to go to McDaniels because Belichick sucks now, and the Patriots are not good. I know Tom Brady, but Josh McDaniels has to be good if, you know, you're winning so many Super Bowls. You get your second chance of being a head coach. There's something there. I think it was just, you know, maybe some bad chemistry between him and Derek Carr last year. He's getting a new face in there, uh, and I'd like to see what he has to do. You know, I'm not a fan of his, but I'm not going to count him out quite yet after one season. I'd like to see a little more from him and the Raiders, and I'm just very uh, optimistic about these guys. I think they could have a good year. I love their pass rush. I love their skill guys. Ten and seven for the Raiders, and also I love their fans. That that home field advantage. I know it's more prominent in college, but those Raider fans they like to go crazy. I think that could be maybe play a little bit of an impact. Second place, Denver Broncos at eleven and six. This one shocked myself as well, but. Um, I do believe that Sean Payton becoming head coach, he's really tightened ship there. Uh, almost as tight as Andy Reid's ship, same in a division. Kind of funny bringing that up. I know Tom Brady, everything. But the O-line, it's solid. You have Russell Wilson, obviously. He doesn't have to be how he was in Seattle. He just has to be half as better than last year. And this team's going to be good. You have Javante Williams coming back. If not, it's a, the small ads for me on this team that I feel like could help them in the long run, how it did in New Orleans for Sean Payton. You got Samaji Ryan. He's a solid back. He's shown he could be solid with the Bengals. Judy and Sutton, if they can stay healthy, it's very, very mathy wide receiver room. 
Marquez Callaway brought some luggage from New Orleans. Same with Adam Trotman, tight end. But you got Dulcich. It's not overwhelming weapons, but with Russell Wilson, I think hopefully can get done. It's the defense for me. They brought in Frank Clark. They already got Randy Gregory. I think he was a year ago they brought him in. It might even be this year. Pat Sertan, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. They have the pieces on defense, and I think that's what gets them through. Because last year, they were terrible. What did they finish with last year, record-wise? 5-12? 6-11? Uh, and 12? Yeah, something like that. But the reason they won all those games because their defense kept them in games. Because Russ wasn't blowing teams out of the water. That's why Russ just has to be half as better than last year. And this team is going to go places. He's running. Sean Payton, I mean, they're trolling him in the NFL. Sean Payton's <laughs> He's uh, gathering quite the media around him, uh, smoking some weeds. <laughs> I mean, we got Garrett Wilson. Talking shit about the Jets. Jets. Everything's going back and forth. That's which not... it, was, it was a joke last year at the organization. That's why I feel like the, the, shit, the shit is together this year. They got it together. And I feel like 11-6 is probably the peak of what they can be. But I, I'm, I'm willing to go there with this team because I know what, what they can be. Um. What was your record for them? 11-6, and six, second place in the division. I'm not a huge fan of that, and I think that they're creating some unnecessary drama. Drama, I agree. You, you know, in the offseason, especially, you know, new head coach, disappointing year last year, you, you kind of want to work in the shadows, kind of just trying to, you know, build your um, – what's what's it called? Your mm, – what's the word? What, what do college coaches use? They want to build a uh, – Culture. Tradition. Culture. Tradition. You they should be trying to build a culture there, and they're not. Especially, you know, they're talking shit, but they don't have the talent to back it up. I'm not a big Broncos guy. I think Sean Payton is DTMing, doing too much. I will admit, I do feel Sean Payton, he took a year off. I do feel his ego is getting in the way. No, not rusty. I just feel his ego's getting away. Oh, well, do you know who I was with the New Orleans Saints? Yeah, you were with the Saints for a year, and you did build a culture. That's just – I know what you're talking about. He did have that New Orleans – but he also had a Hall of Fame He was also the coach of the Saints for years. Yeah. so he's going to have takes to build – I feel like he's going to be with Denver for a long time. Well, he has Russ with them. They might end up taking drafted a quarterback in two years. Who knows? But I feel like he will be in Denver for a long time. I think it could start off with a high note. Like I said, I believe that they can be. This is the top. This is the far, the highest they'll be. And I believe they can reach that if Russell will. You really haven't seen Russ doing any of that drama bullshit this year. With, oh, man, uh, what was it? Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> he was big media last year. Oh, who's the new sheriff in town in Denver? He uh-huh. didn't jack shit last year. That's why everything's been quiet this year. Sean Payton is a really, really, if he was in baseball, wouldn't like the bat flips, wouldn't like anything. Doesn't like the celebrations probably because he does it the right way. But I kind of feel like he's going in there like, oh, you know who the fuck I was in, in, in New Orleans? Okay, we get it. There's no you're you're trying to build another New Orleans here in Denver. So get it together. I think this team could be somewhat good this year. I also can't really see Russell Wilson getting better as a quarterback as he gets older. Now you see some guys have late career resurgences, Geno Smith, for example. But that's really just because Geno Smith wasn't given a real opportunity in like eight seasons. He maybe he's always had that in him. He just needed that to to come out. I know he's got a new head coach, so I'm not saying he might not have more success, but just from a pure skill standpoint, he's only going to get worse. He's only going to get slower. His arm's only going to get weaker. It, happen, it happens to everyone. It sucks. It happens, but that's what happens when you get old. It happened to Drew Brees, really Tom Brady last year, um, and happened to Phillip Rivers too. I think that's what happened 
we're talking a lot about Denver, but that's because they're kind of a controversial team. They're mm-hmm. fun to talk about. Um, I'm not high on them. You are, so we'll see how that plays out. But getting into our last team for this episode, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Finally, we both agree on something. Uh, I've been coming in with a record of 11-6, and six, though. Kind of sneaky, not that good. And that's just because, you know, uh, kind of the theme last year was that wide receivers don't really matter when it comes to team success. It's more about coaching and quarterbacks and defense. But, I mean, did dude, this wide receiver room, there's literally nobody there besides Kadarius Tony, who's slightly banged up, MVS, and eh, seventh, or maybe he's undrafted free agent, Justin Ross. I'm not super excited about this room, uh, wide receiver room. Travis Kelsey is 34 years old. The running backs, Jarek McKinnon and Pacheco. And I know the, these guys get doubted every year. And I'm doing it again. And, you know, I'm talking very negatively about a team that I have winning the division and coming in with a record of 11-6. and six. But that's the kind of expectations that the Chiefs have year in and year out. And props to them. They, you know, they earned that by going to three Super Bowls, five straight AFC championships. But this just seems like a Chiefs down year. This is the worst roster that they've had on paper in a while. Chris Jones might walk after this year because uh, they don't want to pay him. That's not good. Don't piss him off. Um a guy that I think could actually have a really good year is Trent McDuffie, their cornerback. I think he's going into his second or third year out of Washington. Uh, I really like McDuffie. Um, the defense is good. The offensive line is actually pretty solid, and they have the best quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. So this team, I should say they, they easily win the division. I think this is the biggest lock for the division title out of every team, even though I have them only winning the division by one game. Um, I just think that they're able to persevere through the hard times and when, you know, there's a fire lit under their ass when the pressure's on, they always, always come out and perform. And I think we see another great, great Chiefs year. They win this division for I don't even know how many years in a row, seventh year in a row, eighth year in a row, going back to the Alex Smith days. This team is great. You know, I don't want to talk them up too much because I hate Owen Young. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just they're they're one of the best teams in the league. They're great. But with that schedule, you know, they've got I can't see them sweeping the division. They always play close with the Chargers. They always play close with the Raiders. They always beat the shit out of Denver, which is always fun to see. Uh, But then they also have Bills, Bengals, Jacks. You know, I cannot see them sweeping that. They could go one and two in that stretch. I don't want to go 0 and three because that's too disrespectful. But one and two is definitely in the realm of possibility there. Um, They also, you know, they always kind of like Buffalo. They always drop the occasional game. They lost to the Colts last year who had a top five pick. They also went to overtime against the Texans, um, so, so and they also went to overtime against the Titans with Malik Willis. So the team isn't, you know, as surefire. You know, in the playoffs, you can count on them to come out and dominate, but in the regular season, they might drop a game or two that they shouldn't. 11-6 and six for me is where I think they fall. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, Ew! <laughs> with this team, it's actually – I have them winning division at 12-5, and five, best team in the AFC – but in their division, I have them going two and four, losing four of their five games within the division, actually. I think they basically clean sweep everybody but the Bills. I think I have them dropping both games to the Chargers, uh, one to the Raiders, one to the Broncos. So that's the thing. I don't want to say out of all the years, this is the most confident I've been in them to win the division because there's teams like the Chargers with the ceiling of damn near Jesus Christ. <laughs> but – but this team, they added Jawan Taylor, uh, six, yeah, t- uh, tackle from the Jags last year. They refused to pay him, and I just you mentioned the weapons. Usually, I'm a, like big on that too, weapons. But 
with their O-line, Patrick Mahomes might have 10 seconds every fucking play to throw the football because their O-line is top-notch in the league, and they really prioritize that. They lost Orlando Brown, but still replace him with a solid Donovan Smith. Uh, they did get Jawan Taylor, uh, Trey Smith, Joe Thune, and Creed Humphrey. That O-line is just very good. Um, people for the Chiefs are projecting Rasheed Rice to have maybe a standout season. He can develop wide receiver two role, maybe. They got Tony Scantling more. It's good. They did lose Frank Clark. I really think that could bite them in the ass coming up here in the season. I feel like they – people like Butker. Butker's kind of been – I mean, it, he was it, real iffy last year. He misses a lot of clutch kicks. Uh, caused – the team to go to OT, some like you said, overtime sometimes. Uh, maybe uh, I don't think he missed a winning kick, but he missed. I'm not saying to replace him, but he needs to get his shit together. If he was also he got hurt week one. Yeah, so I mean maybe that was it. But like I said, they got to pay Chris Jones. Really, that only notable star name on that defense now. But they always seem to figure it out. If this team doesn't succeed, it's simply on defense. Mahomes is never going to fail this team's offense, but. I do have them as the best team in the AFC. And like I said, I don't want it to make it seem like this could be the most lock in the division in a while, but I, it, they're never going to be bad and as long as Mahomes is there. So that's, that's how I feel about the Chiefs. Okay, so there you go. There is all 16 AFC teams. That's our AFC standings predictions. Now, before we go, I'd like to give our playoff seeding. Uh, because after, you know, tomorrow's episode is going to be NFC predictions, and then the, the day after that is going to be awards and Super Bowl, so you guys can see who our Super Bowl picks will be. So we'll go over, this, over our playoff standings here. I'll go first. Uh, with the AFC, I think the division winners, the one seed, it's going to be Buffalo at 13-4, and four, I think, which, you know, that's notable to talk about because the Kansas City Chiefs have never had a road playoff game in the Patrick Mahomes era. Every playoff game, obviously, besides the Super Bowl, that Patrick Mahomes has played has been at Arrowhead. So I think that could maybe be a little ooh, scary for him. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll persevere through it, no problem, because he's Patrick Mahomes, because it's Travis Kelsey, because it's Andy Reid. But that's an, an interesting situation that we haven't seen him in yet. So I have the Bills getting the one seed, actually. So the AFC playoffs will go through Buffalo. Uh, Baltimore with the two seed. The Chiefs with the three, the Titans with the four, those guys will all get home playoff games. Um, the five seed, the top wild card is going to be the Bengals at 12 and five. Then I have the Raiders at 10 and seven, and then rounding it out, I think there's going to be a close race between the Raiders, Browns, and Dolphins. Um, but I think the Dolphins are going to be the odd man out here. So Raiders at the six, Cleveland gets that seven seed, 10 and seven. They're going to be my last wild card team. So we got Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Titans winning the division. Bengals, Raiders, Browns in the wild card spot. What do you got, Joe? So for me, it's actually crazy because out of all seven teams in the AFC, there's only two records that make the playoffs, 12 and 5 and 11 and 6. <clears throat> so the division winners, I got the Chiefs playoffs going through them at 12 and 5. Bengals also at 12 and 5 division winners and Dolphins also at 12 and 5 division winners. That's the 1 2 3. Last division winner, Jacksonville at 11 and 6. And then my wildcard teams, Broncos at 11 and 6, Steelers at 11 and 6, and Jets at 11 and 6. So notable teams that don't make it, Buffalo at 10 and 7, and Chargers at 10 and 7 do not make the playoffs, which is absolutely ridiculous, but can certainly happen. Okay, there you have it. There's all of our AFC picks this year. Um, 
tune into tomorrow's podcast and the day after, and then tune in six months from now when it's like, you know, playoffs start. Tune in in February after the Super Bowl. See what we got right. See what we did, and I'm sure we will. We'll have a good laugh at Joe's <laughs> terrible takes and my <laughs> superb takes. We'll see you guys for tomorrow's NFC episode, and um, don't do drugs, kids. Nice.